0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. What's going on, Christian Life Austin? How are you on a Wednesday? Come on, I hope your week has been amazing. It's been a busy week here around the church, still getting stuff ready uh, in the auditorium, finishing up a bunch of stuff, but it is an honor. Uh, that you would invite us into your house on this Wednesday night. And I'm really excited about diving into the Word of God with you this evening. And I want to start by asking a, a very simple question. And I know you're not in the building, so I can't see, like, uh, you raise your hand. But I can uh, see you in the, in the chat box there in the comment section on whatever platform you're watching from tonight. So help me out when I ask you this question do you like New Year's resolutions? Come on, give me a yes or a no. Give me something in the, in the comment section there to let me know if you like New Year's resolutions. Here, here's what I believe though probably half of you really do because that's the way that your brain operates. And then the other half absolutely despises New Year's resolutions. But chances are probably pretty good that you went ahead and set some New Year's resolutions, anyways, at the beginning of 2021. And here's what I know about all of you that have set New Year's resolutions this year. This is This is so prophetic. I know this about you. that about half of you are still diligently trying to accomplish and see to the finish line, right, this New Year's resolution. But then there's another half of you who have already thrown in the white towel. You're like, man, I'm done. I surrender. I'm not doing this anymore. You've given up on your New Year's resolution already, and we're just a couple of weeks into the new year. I saw, a, I saw a resolution that somebody wrote the other day, and I thought it was kind of funny. Maybe you can identify with this. They said, my New Year's resolution for 2021 is to accomplish all of the goals that I had in 2020. Come on, isn't that right? That's so true. That, that, made, that made me like literally LOL uh, when, I, when I read that. But this evening, I'm not preaching about New Year's resolutions. That's not what I've come to talk to you about tonight. But I have a feeling, if we're totally honest and transparent with ourselves, that we do have some dreams and we we have some goals. There's some things, watch, I'm not getting my dates wrong, stay with me. There's some things that we walked into 2020 that we wanted to see accomplished in our lives. We wanted to see accomplished in the lives of our families and, and on our job and in our relationships. There are some things that we wanted to see come to pass, but with all of the, the uncertainty and the craziness that was 2020, what did we do? I, I have a feeling, a strong feeling that that many of us just chose to table those dreams and those those goals, we, we put them on the shelf and say, well, you know what, I'm, I, don't, I don't know that I'm ever going to see those come to pass in my life. It, the, the year was just too wild and too crazy. I don't even know. No, probably, probably not going to be able to, to get to any of those. And so as we walk into 2021, my guess is, is that you have some unfinished business to take care of from 2020. And here's what I know. This is so simple, but it's so true. You will never finish what you don't start. You will never accomplish what you don't ever put feet to. And I feel like in 2020, many people found themselves in the cul-de-sac of indecision, going round and round and in circles with no way out, really not accomplishing very much. Maybe you were excited as you walked into, once again, I'm not getting my dates wrong. When you walked into 2020, you had hopes and dreams of, of repairing a broken marriage, but COVID just created more tension in the household. Maybe you walked into that year set out to be more generous and with your time and with your talents and with what God has blessed you with, but you lost your job. Maybe you were going to get your health back. But all the gyms closed, and you were working from home, which means you were also snacking from home, and you didn't quite accomplish what you, what you set out to accomplish in 2020. And, and here we are, starting off 2021, stuck in the cul-de-sac of indecision, going round and round, not accomplishing the dreams and the goals and the things that God has placed in our hearts, and so I want to really I want to talk to you about this, and I want to do something unique, a different perhaps approach to um, to the life of a character that we're going to study tonight. But but what if we fast-forwarded? Just kind of hit the the fast-forward button on the remote control, and we we fast-forwarded the tape to the end of our lives. Now I know that sounds a little bit morbid, but. But stay with me. Let's forget about the New Year's resolution. Let's, let's fast forward right, right past those all the way to the end. And let's, let's presume that your memorial service is over and people are standing around, they're talking about you, they're finished eating the cheese and the crackers, and they're talking about your life. What would you want them to say? What would you want the conversation to be centered around? wow. And I want to take that same question and I want to apply it to the the legendary Old Testament character that is Moses. And I want to to press the fast forward button on his life. And I want to start with with the end of his life and what, what people were saying about him. And we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 11, for those of you that are well-versed in the Bible, you'll know that this, this chapter um, in, in Hebrews is known as really the heroes of the faith. It, it goes through name by name of so many just unbelievable characters that did so many outstanding things for God throughout their time on earth. And, and when God comes to Moses... He talks about Moses and he describes Moses in a very unique way. And I want, you to, I want you to see this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. It says, By faith, this is what God is speaking about Moses. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose, this is is powerful, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded this grace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. He was looking forward, looking ahead to his reward. This is how the Lord would describe Moses, what what a thing, what a line, what a phrase to be said about you at the end of your life. What a powerful statement. And this is where Moses ended, but it's not where Moses began. And I want to give you some context. Let's, let's take a look at how Moses' story began. Moses was born a young man. Hebrew boy in Egypt, but it came with, with many problems. It was during a period of time when the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians. And and to, to compound this problem, his birth happened to fall at a time when Pharaoh was very concerned that the Israelite population was growing too vast too quickly. And his solution to this problem was to take all of the Hebrew boys and throw them into the Nile River to get rid of them, control the population so that he could continue to reign so he could secure his rule. So this is obviously presenting a problem for this small child by the name of Moses. But Moses' mother, she decides to get ahead of Pharaoh and she she puts Moses in a basket and she floats him down the river. Y'all, this is such an amazing story. And by God's hand, Moses, he ends up where Pharaoh's daughter is bathing in the river and she, she sees this this basket with this baby in it and she picks him up and she she takes him in and she raises him as her own for 40 years so you have a Hebrew boy growing up in an Egyptian household being being trained in the Egyptian ways, understanding the educational systems which were the best of the time uh in the land there he was he had the best food that you could have this was he had this posh life with the Egyptians here but one day, as the story progresses, one day after forty years he's out overseeing a job for Pharaoh and an Israelite and an Egyptian get into a fight and I don't know what it was maybe it was instinct that took over but he's watching on and he's like man I got to go I got to go save my my people the Israelites and so he goes down and he he kills this Egyptian and he he kind of scurries a little bit. He freaks out just for a moment. He buries the Egyptian in the sand, and he covers it up, and he goes away thinking that everything is okay. Long story short, uh, they find out, and he flees the land. He leaves Egypt for 40 years. Moses wanders around in the desert. Perhaps you're familiar with his story. He, he wanders around in the wilderness as a shepherd of sheep. And while, while he's in the wilderness shepherding sheep, you, you got to catch this. He has a son by the name of Gershom, which simply means this. This is powerful. It means I'm a foreigner in a foreign land. How much has this, this identity crisis affected the life of Moses so much so that he would name his child, I am a foreigner in a foreign land. But what's Important to understand about this narrative is that Moses was 40 years in Egypt, in Pharaoh's household, and now 40 more years out in the wilderness just wandering around, shepherding sheep, and then all of the sudden, all of the sudden he has an experience that that he will never forget. One day at the beginning of Exodus chapter 3 He has what is known as the burning bush experience. You probably heard this story in your your Sunday school childhood days. And Moses sees this bush that is consumed with fire. And and Moses goes over to check it out. And God God speaks to him in this moment. And he tells him that you're going to go back, Moses, to Egypt. And you're going to free my people. This would be what God would tell Moses. (laughs) And this is where we pick up our story tonight. This is where we're going to pick up, and we're going to watch what Moses would do. We're going to watch how, how Moses' life continues and, and how God would use him through all of this. See, we know, we know where Moses ended up in Hebrews chapter 11. We know what God says about Moses, and we know now the beginning of his journey. But let's see how Moses gets from the beginning to the end. Let's see how he actually accomplishes something, how he puts this into action and does what God is calling him to do. Even if he may not realize it in the moment, we can look back on his story now and see how he was able to accomplish everything that God was calling him to do. Let's look at how we got there. And the first thing, if you're taking notes, you're gonna notice this in just a moment, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. But here's what I want you to understand about what we're, what we're fixing to talk about in the story of Moses is this, that you gotta start where you are. Yeah, you gotta start right Where you are. You see, you look at the scripture where where God and Moses are talking and you have to understand that God had just spoken to him and said, you're going to go back and you're going to talk to Pharaoh and you're going to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And you can imagine, Pharaoh might not enjoy this conversation. And Moses says (laughs) in verse 11 of chapter 3, I love this response because this would perhaps be my response. He says, uh, that sounds great. But who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? That sounds great, but look at me. Who am I to go do something so amazing? What What is he thinking? Thinking, right? What's going through Moses' mind? He's like, I killed a man 40 years ago. I'm a wanted man. If I go back, they're going to kill me on sight. Like, I won't last a second. This is not going to end up well for me. Who am I? And then God says a very powerful statement following his comment. He says this to Moses He says, Moses, I will be with you. You're going to go back and you're going to do what I'm calling you to do, not because you have it all figured out, not because you're talented, not because you're amazing, but but because I, Moses, am going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you, Moses. And if I am with you, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. If I am with you, Moses, then you're going to be okay When we understand, listen, when we understand who is with us, it gives us a certain confidence to do things that we wouldn't normally do. When you understand who is on your side, come on, it should give you a God confidence to do things that you wouldn't normally do, to step out in faith and to do everything that God is calling you to do because you are not alone. God says, I will be With you, it doesn't matter where you are when you know who you're with. Come on, let me say it again. It doesn't matter where you are when you know who you are with. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what financial ruin you find yourself in. It doesn't matter all those different things when you understand who is with you but you've got to start where you are and you got to know and you got to trust and you got to believe the word of God that he is with you come on do you believe it tonight come on if you're at home can you put the praise hands the praying hands up in the chat box come on can you give him a shout of praise in your house for just a moment do you believe that he is with you wow The second thing that we're going to see from the life of Moses is this. First, we're going to start where we are, but second, we're going to use what we have. Yeah, yeah. Start where you are, but then you have to use what you have. And see, even in spite of of God telling Moses that I'm going to be with you, Moses still, he has this this such human element to him that says, I hear you, Lord, but I'm still not cut out for this. I still don't have what it takes to do what you're calling me to do. Go back to Egypt? I don't know about all of this. And Moses would say this in Exodus chapter 4, he says, what if they don't... What if they don't believe me or they don't listen to me and they say that the Lord didn't really appear to you? You're crazy, Moses, what's happening? Then the Lord says to him, Moses, watch, what is in your hand? A staff, Moses replies. Don't miss, don't miss the power in this. Why, why did Moses have a staff? Simple, because he was a shepherd. A shepherd shepherding sheep in the wilderness for 40 years. It wasn't this special tool that he brought with him and said, God's gonna do something amazing through this. No, no, it was an ordinary tool that he used every single day. This was not something special for Moses. He's a shepherd, and what is God gonna do? God's gonna take This ordinary staff, and he's going to do the extraordinary through the ordinary. And that is such a powerful idea and concept for you and I to wrap our head around tonight. In verse number three, right, Moses throws it down on the ground, and it turns into a snake. And as he reaches to pick it up, it turns back into a staff. God's going to use the ordinary to do the extraordinary He's gonna use it to part the sea and save them from their enemies. God's gonna use the ordinary. What is the ordinary in your life? What is the mundane, the thing that you think is not very special? What's the thing that God has placed in your life that you're overlooking? Can I just tell you that God can use your ordinary to do unbelievable things in this world? You gotta use what you have. Because whatever you have, this is power. Whatever you have is what God uses. (laughs) Whatever you have is just enough for the God that you and I, that we serve, for that God to use. Whatever you have, I know it may not seem like much. I know it may not seem like much to the outside world. But whatever you have, I've come to let you know tonight that it is just enough for my God to use you. Come on, do you believe it tonight? Come on, if you're watching from your house, do you believe it? Come on, why don't you grab your spouse by the hand, look at him, and say, Honey, come on, we're going to use what we have. Amen, amen, amen. Whatever you have is exactly what God uses. You've got to start where you are. And it doesn't matter where you are when you know who you're with. And you're going to use what you have because what you have is exactly what God uses. And the third thing that we're going to see from the life of Moses. We know where he began and we know where he ended we know what God would say about him in Hebrews chapter 11 but we're we're figuring out how he started and how he actually put some legs to becoming everything that God called him to be and here's the third thing that I want you to understand and it's this you've got to do what you can do what you can So Moses goes back to God with another complaint and God's like, Moses, we're not getting out of this, bud. I need you to go. And Moses is like, I don't know. And in verse 10, he would say this. I love this. He says, pardon your servant. Lord, but I've, but I've never been eloquent. I can't speak very well. Neither in the past nor since you've, you've spoken to your servant. I'm slow in speech and tongue. And the Lord says to him, this I like. <laughs> I love the Lord's response. This is great. He says, who gave human beings their mouth? He's not playing games here with you, Moses. Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. I don't know if it's just me, but do you feel this bit of tension between Moses and the Lord here? God's like, are you serious? I need you to go, Moses. And Moses is like, Lord, are you serious? I don't want to go. Like, I can't do this. It's it's almost like when you put your young children to bed. (laughs) This is so true. They come up with every excuse in the book not to go to bed. Daddy, can you fill my cup up with water? Baby, you just drank four gallons of water. You are not thirsty. Yeah, but daddy, I need water. I can't sleep. I've heard that. I've heard everyone in the book, Daddy, uh, uh, this, this tag on my PJs, it's, it's scratching me. Can you cut the tag? Baby, you've slept in these PJs 17,000 times. They got holes in the knees, and you're going to complain about the tag tonight. Right, it's always when you're the most tired, right? Parents, can I get an amen? And this is kind of, Moses is coming up with every, no, I don't have how I can, I can't do it. No, 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 no. And God's like, I'm not doing this. You're going. Can you sense that with Moses and God? But what, but what I love about God is he says, Moses, listen, I need you to go and I'm gonna fill in the gaps where you feel inadequate. I need you to just obey me. Your obedience is so much more important than your ability in this moment. I'll take care of the ability. In fact, verse 12 says this, and you can't miss this. He says this, I will teach you along the way. I will teach you, Moses, along the way. He says, I'm not going to give you everything right now so that you feel equipped before you ever step toward Egypt. Come on, that is powerful somebody. He says, I'm going to teach you when you go. See, the reason that some of you haven't stepped out in faith to do what God is calling you to do is because you're waiting to feel the the surety, right? You're waiting to make sure you know exactly what that step feels like. But God says, I'm not going to give you the answer until you start moving in the direction of what I'm calling you to. You got to do what you can. You gotta do what you can. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. So the question becomes, what can you do? What, what can you do? Can you heal your marriage today? Probably not. But can you apologize for your part in the problems? Absolutely, do what you can. Can you run a marathon today? Probably not. But you can sign up for the couch to 5K. You, you can start taking some steps to get your tail off the couch and get it in motion, baby. Right? Can you get, can you get out of debt today? Probably not, but you can't stop yourself from buying that thing that you don't really need and putting it on the credit card. What can you do? You can do something, but you've got to identify what it is that you can do. you got to start where you are. you got to use what you have, and you got to do what you can. And when we do this, Listen, this is so evident in the life of Moses. If we will put this plan into action as we leap into 2021, when we do these little things, what happens is that God takes something so ordinary and he does amazing things through it, but you gotta take a step of faith. In fact, Mother Teresa would say it this way, if you can't feed 100 people, Just feed one. Just feed one. In other words, you got to start. You got to get the car out of park. You got to move it past neutral. You you can't stay in neutral. And once you put it in reverse and back out of the driveway, you can't keep going in the the cul de sac of indecision, round and round and round and round. In fact, I feel the Lord speaking to us tonight that says, Now is the time to go. Now is the time to move. We will not waste another year going round and round of indecision. But now we put the car and of our Spiritual life and drive, and we move towards everything that God is calling us to do. God will take your ordinary and do extraordinary things through your life, but you gotta start where you are. You gotta use what you have, and you gotta do what you can. You see, Moses. Moses would do these things, and God would do unbelievable things through a very ordinary person in the man of Moses, so much so. And I want to revisit this. Let's now fast forward the tape. We've we've gone from the beginning, and now we're at the end, back to Hebrews chapter 11, and I want you to catch it again. What God, how he would describe Moses. He says that by faith, when he had grown up, Moses, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his So what if, what if we fast forward the tape of our lives? Memorial services over cheese and crackers are being eaten. What if if that was said about you and I? What if they said that by faith, By faith, Brad, when he had grown up, he refused to simply be a product of their environment. But he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than all the treasures of this world because he was looking ahead to his reward. Wow. Come on, that's something that I could live with if that was said about me at the end of my time. It is time to get started. It's not time to go round and round and round and round. Come on, it's time to get started. It's time to move. It's time to start right where if you're wondering where to start, you're in the perfect place. Start right where you are, moving toward your dreams and your goals and everything that God has placed in your life. And it doesn't matter where you are when you know who's with you. And it doesn't really matter what you have because what you have is exactly. What you have is the very thing that God uses. What you have is exactly what my God will use. And when you do what you can, you do what you can. You just let God be God and you you be you. You do what you can, but then you let God fill in the gaps. I'm telling you, 2021, will be riddled with just amazing and extraordinary things that you never even dreamed possible. Come on, I believe that there's some of us under the sound of my voice that has some unfinished business to take care of from 2020, that there's still some dreams and there's still some goals that you still need to see come to pass in your life. And today is the time to start where you are and let God use you mightily in ways that would blow your mind. Start where you are. Use what you have and do what you can. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we love you tonight. God, I thank you. I thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, I have so much fun teaching your word and breaking your word down and sharing it with such an amazing group of people tonight, Lord. And I pray that we would take it to heart. I pray that that we would take it to heart. Lord, I I want us to move collectively toward everything that you're calling us to be. God, help us. We need you. We trust you. We put our hope in you, and we're excited about the things that we're going to see come to pass in 2021. Bless us on our journey For it's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen, 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 amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing. We'll see you Sunday morning right here in the house. Have a great rest of your week.